International Correspondence with NZI Insurance. Peace of mind for New Zealand business. Ollie's with us now, eh, Ollie? G'day, Heather. All right, so the voice referendum has made it through. Yeah, look, it's made it through, but uh, the Australian public are not on board. The latest polls are showing it's a 60% no vote, a 40% yes vote. So there's a lot of work to be done here for the Prime Minister's referendum to pass. He says today they've got the balance right. Advisory body, it's not a funding organisation. It won't run programs. It won't have the power to veto of the decisions to be made in the National Parliament. It's just that an advisory body. But what a lot of critics of The Voice have been saying, Heather, is if the advisory body says, for example, well, let's change the data of Australia Day, or let's decide that all of a sudden we shouldn't be purchasing these specific submarines, these nuclear submarines. Will that mean that the Parliament says, well, the voices said it, have we got to do this? So there's still so many questions which have not been answered or explained in regards to the referendum and what the voice actually is. That job will need to be undertaken over the next five months or so. Polls, though, not looking good. When's the referendum due to be held? By November. Oh, so mate, we'll... he is in for an... If it's 60% no now, and it's still Correct. got another, what, five months to go, he's in for an enormous spanking on this. Big time, exactly. And I think he's actually probably staking his prime ministership on this, to be honest, Heather, because oh. he came in all guns blazing. Biggest item of business he wants to do is change the constitution. So, yeah, huge job ahead. Ollie, why is he so wedded to this? Why did he wake up in the morning and think, geez, you know, the one thing and the first thing I need to do, which is massive, is the voice? Because he's wanted to. And I think he's, you know, he's been in the Parliament for a very long time, been part of Reconciliation Day, been part of the apology with former Prime Minister Kevin Rudd. He went to the election with this, saying he wanted this to really be, I suppose, a legacy of his Prime Ministership, Heather, because he might not survive more than a term. So he's really wanted to put this front and centre of the national conversation, which he has for now the best part of the year that he has been Prime Minister. Uh, in the meantime, though, you had this this scenario this morning in the Senate, for example, very quickly. Lydia Thorpe, independent, who mm. is an Aboriginal woman. You've got Jacinta Price, who's a country Liberal MP, Aboriginal woman, both saying no to the voice. They're saying we should not have the voice. So the issue is, we, we obviously, 60-40, as I just said there, in where the, the vote lies at the moment, you still cannot even get consensus from Indigenous Australians, Heather. This is the, the difficulty I think a lot of people are grappling with. They just want more information. Okay. Hey, um, this this um ban on junk food advertising. When does this kick in if it happens? Well, I don't know that it will, but you know, if there are deals done with the crossbenchers, it might happen. But between six a.m. and nine thirty p.m. on television and radio, there are plans to stop junk food advertising. It's come from Sophie Scamps, who's one of the teal independents, and don't forget the government relies on the teals occasionally here, Heather, to get uh, some legislation through the parliament. So it hasn't been rejected straight up. But watch this space. You've got a whole heap of interest groups and lobby groups coming out in Australia today saying, what a wonderful idea. Let's do that. Let's ban junk food advertising. (laughs) Of course they are. Something else to get excited about. Um, So I see the New South Wales Premier wants the the government employees to come back to the office. He says he can't really make them. Why not? Is the Premier. Well, he's worried that they'll just quit and go to the private sector. Have you heard of bare minimum Mondays? Yes. 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 I work with a lot of young people. They get into this (laughs) stuff. Don't you? Yeah, I, I hadn't heard of baby. I mean, you know what it's. I mean, look at us. We're in the radio industry. You never have a. You never have a quiet day, right? You never know what news is going to break. So, bare minimum Mondays is not a concept for me or you. But it is. It's just fascinating. Chris Minns, New South Wales Premier, is yeah. He wants to get people back in the office. The former Premier Dominic Perrottet went harder. He said it's your civic duty to come to work. But look at the Commonwealth Bank, for example, right? Fifty thousand employees across Australia. 
And the start of July, they're saying, please spend 50% of your time in the office, two and a half days a week. Imagine running one of those little cafes or coffee shops near the Commonwealth Bank's headquarters in Perth or Sydney or Melbourne. You'd barely see anybody anymore because they're working from home. Come to work. That's right. Have you heard of quiet quitting? No, what's quite quitting? It's basically the same thing. It's work to rule. It's where you just you just don't really do that much. You just do bare minimum. But instead of just limiting it to a Monday all day, all week. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. I've got to catch go. up with these things. There Thanks, you go, Ollie. Thank you for that. Appreciate it. Oliver Peterson, 6PR Perth Live presented. For more from Heather Duplessy Allen Drive, listen live to News Talk ZB from 4pm weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.